Ahoy, and welcome in to another exciting episode of Not Allowed to Die, your podcast about mental health, where I, Dan Megler, social worker and podcast enthusiast, well, life enthusiast, but obviously also podcast enthusiast, answer your questions about mental health and talk about dilemmas and situations I'm facing in my practice, be it as a school social worker or in my private practice. As always, alongside me is my podcast host, Mariska, the three-tooth Patterdale Terrier, and you may hear her licking her paws in the background. The other day I asked Mariska, why are you always licking your paws? And for you who are faint of heart, you may need to tune off right now, but she said, and manipulation alert coming, well, she indicated, you know, she doesn't speak, but she indicated to me that every time someone listens and they don't rate and review the podcast, be it on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or on whatever platform, it actually hurts her. And she licks her paws to soothe herself. So if you are listening, and don't, if you give it a one, that's only going to hurt her more. So really, listen, give a five as a review or as many gold stars as you can because Mariska loves that. Don't do it for me. Do it for Mariska. She's had a hard life. She has only three teeth. So again, many of uh, some of my students who listen to this podcast, they say to me, hey, can you talk about me on the podcast? And I say, I would be delighted to talk about you. I'd be delighted to talk about any of you if you just email me your dilemma, your topic. And you can email me at daniel.magler, that's M-A-I-G-L-E-R, at L-I-V-E dot com, daniel.magler at live dot com. And any topic that you want me to talk about, I am happy to ramble on here to, to indicate to you. So today, I wanted to explore a little bit about the idea of, is good the enemy of great in relationships? How do we decide whether or not to move on? Is the relationship good enough? Am I settling? Because I deal with a number of customers who are, they're in that exact spot where they're saying, eh, you know, this is good, or this isn't good right now, but I could get it to good, but should I just walk away? Is it worth it? Is it worth it for me to keep trying to repair this? I mentioned before, my father was an airplane mechanic and the story of how we were driving around and looking at cars that were broken down and me asking him if they could be fixed and him saying pretty much anything can be fixed. It's a question of, is it worth the time, effort, and resources to fix it? So when you're in a relationship and you're saying, eh, you know, I was talking to a, an alum yesterday. She dropped by, I hadn't seen her in years. And she, she said she, she got out of her, she'd been with her boyfriend for two and a half years and he was really nice. He was a good boyfriend but they were in college they just graduated and maybe six months after that and she's thinking i don't know if like i'm ready to say this is it like this is the last relationship for me and i think again age can be a factor in this if you're saying i am going to not be able to sustain this 40 years from now i'm going to be wondering was there more out there for me then you're not doing that person any favor if you're just staying in the relationship just because eh, it's comfortable. That being said, we also don't want to throw things away that are good. Another client of mine, 33, he's in a relationship and everything is good, but he's not sure it's the right one. He's, you know, she's everything. She checks all the boxes. They have fun when they're together, but when they're not together, he ends up questioning it and always wondering. Is this my like final person? Shouldn't I be more in love and on fire in this relationship? And if I'm not, does that mean I need to you know, throw it back and find somebody different? And what he and I settled on is, because for some people, it's 
their fear of commitment, their fear of failing. So what is it that's causing you an issue in this relationship? Is it because you're, there's something wrong with the, the connection? Or is it because you are afraid? Is it you blocking yourself from getting what you want? And how do we make that determination? Well, one thing is, how am I feeling when I'm with the person? In his case, because he says, every time I'm with her, that's the best. Like, I'm really enjoying that. Well, then we need to spend more time with her before we make a determination. So his homework assignment is for the next month, he's going to try to hang out with her at least twice a week. And after that month, we're going to have a lot more data. So when in doubt, I had a great professor in grad school who used to say, when in doubt, what you need is more information. And when you get more information, one of the decisions will likely come clear. So in his case, spend more time with her. If you're feeling when you're with her that you're enjoying it, then it's probably more your fear of commitment that's causing you to steer away. And especially when you're, if you're saying, yes, I'm 33, it's not because all of his, many of his other friends have gotten married, things like that, but that's not what's, if that was the only thing that was driving him toward this romantic relationship, and he's saying like, oh, I just need to, to settle and get in. Well, I don't think that's always just settling. If, if, we're, if a person checks all of our boxes. When my wife and I were shopping for our house, we walked into it and it was an eyesore. <laughs> I mean, the landscaping was just so overgrown and horrible. It was a short sale. So uh, many people know a foreclosure is when the bank totally owns the property. Well, in this case, the homeowner was trying to sell it, but it was after the housing crash and the house was worth a lot less than he paid for it. And they had done a lot of renovating in their very peculiar style. There were lots of murals in the kitchen and bedazzling of these little glass beads glued everywhere. And so it was um, kind of horrifying inside. But if you looked past that, you could see that, well, it was in the neighborhood we wanted to be in, great schools nearby, and it was cheap enough that we could afford to do a renovation to really restructure it. So does it have what I'm looking for more long-term? The, are the problems more cosmetic or are the problems here more kind of, you know, again, if you don't want the prettiest house in a bad neighborhood because that's not going to, we're going to have problems and issues going forward. Another one of my clients, she is trying to decide whether again, and I've talked about her before, whether or not to get back into a relationship with a boyfriend who has broken up with her on multiple occasions. Now, again, I say here on all the time, we don't ever trust that a person is changing if the only thing that they're doing to change is using willpower. Willpower alone is not enough to change. Talked about uh, the book Change or Die. Change or Die is an excellent book, and it explores what, the, you know, people who have had heart disease, like myself, and what led them to, you know, make sustained changes in the way they eat. Because most people change for about 18 months, and then they go back to eating the way they used to eat. And even though their doctor says, if you keep doing this, you're going to die, they don't change consistently. So they looked at what were the things that led people to change consistently? Well, the three things that don't work in getting people to change are facts, fear, and force, the three Fs. If the only reason why I'm changing, and whether this is my diet or whether it's to stay in a relationship, is because, you know, well, you give me data. No one's changing. Oh, intellectually, we all know the right things to do for us, ourselves, but we don't always do them. And because temptation will be there. Fear. Well, if the only thing that's keeping me in this, well, if I, if I mess up again, she'll break up with me. She'll walk away. Or if I mess up again, I'll have another heart attack. Well, when that 
has worn off, when that immediate fear has worn off, then we tend to get lax with it and slip back into old behaviors. And force. Similarly, as soon as that force is no longer applied, then we'll go back. So what does work in change is he talks about three R's, and I actually expand it to four. And the first of those is a new relationship. And so if that's with fitness, if it's a walking buddy, if it's a dietitian, if it's someone who just, it can be the same person in your life, but um, it can be your romantic partner or your co or your roommate, but you are, you're changing the relate the nature of the relationship to be, instead of just roommates, now you're spotters for each other. Huh? We're going to eat differently together, or you're going to be the person that's going to keep me from texting this person at three in the morning. So what's this new relate? It could be an Alcoholics Anonymous or an addictions counseling, a spotter of some sort. Um, and so we have that new relationship. Then we have to relearn the techniques that what was what was that what what was I needing to get? What was the behavior getting for me? So with this young man who kept breaking up with his girlfriend, or in his case also lying, telling dumb lies, why was I doing that? And how can I find a different way to scratch that itch? In his case, when he would start to feel overwhelmed, he would push away, and he would push away literally either you know with that breaking up or would fee- would do it through getting her to break up with him by lying to her too much. Um, you know, he never hit her, he never cheated, he never did anything like that, but he, w- he did these things to damage their trust. So, again, his new relationship is working with a therapist, a new therapist that he got that he was working with consistently. In the past, when he worked, when she took him back, it was he was working with a therapist and was doing great. His therapist ran into some issues of his own. And that happens sometimes. And this is a big problem for people in addictions treatment. When their sponsor relapses or when their sponsor moves away or stops, doesn't have time to support them anymore. That's often the most dangerous time for a person in addictions treatment because if they don't get a new sponsor right away, they're really likely to relapse. And for a person who has been using therapy effectively, it's hard to switch therapists. It's scary to find somebody new. But if we don't move and get that continued support, then the chances of us backtracking in what we've learned. Now, does that mean, again, a person, sometimes people don't necessarily need a sponsor for the rest of their life. They don't necessarily need a therapist for the rest of their life. But if they're in a space where they're doing work and they're still, whether it's addictions, uh, 12 step, if they're working through their steps, or if it's in therapeutic treatment, if they're working on some issues, at that point, if they haven't internalized, just like, again, if I'm in physical therapy right now for my Achilles, if my physical therapist, my physical, one physical therapist went on vacation, well, I didn't wait till his vacation was over. There was someone else in the practice and I worked with her until he got back. Now, in the next few weeks, I'll work, alternate with both of them. It's, I'm not going to suspend my work until I'm healthy and they're giving me techniques and I'll step down from twice a week to once a week. And that's the same thing in therapy. We'll step down. And even with sponsors in 12-step, we might step down the amount we need to call them and connect with them. So back to what works in change, new relationship, relearning new skills that meet those same needs. Then repeat, 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 repeat. We are not going to believe in what we're doing until we've seen, we've, we've internalized the change because we've seen it bear fruit. So a lot of times we're just, they'll people say going through the motions. Well, yeah, in making a change, whether that's changing my diet or whether that's changing the way I'm operating in a relationship, I might be kind of going through the motions until, wow, this actually works and I'm seeing it and believing it. Well, I actually do like kale. Okay, I'm, I'm never gonna like kale. I, I can eat it sometimes, but it's still a chore. But I can like to eat, I have become a pescatarian. 
and I sincerely do not miss pork or beef or whatever at all. Like I just, I, I don't, but for the first year or so, I mean, I do admit when I smell bacon, there's a lot of salivation going on, but, um, other than that, me and Mariska both, the smell of bacon gets us, gets that, that fork going for us. But other than that, I'm generally not missing it. And, but that took time. It, it took repeating, repeating, repeating. And then only finally, after all those, do we do the last thing and change, which is reframe. And that's what I'm talking about, where I really see it differently, where I don't feel like being pescatarian is a burden in any way. It just, it's, I look at the way I eat differently. I still eat portions that are way too big. I still like carbs and sugar too much. Um, so I haven't shifted everything I should shift. But again, if I were to make any other change and I would look at atomic habits and whatnot. So when we're saying, can this relationship be improved, repaired, fixed? One of the, or do I need to move on? You know, the question is, what are my other options? Would I be better off? I am always better off. And we kind of talked about this in the, you know, why would he leave? How could he just leave? We're better off alone than in a relationship that is making us feel terrible. If you have any kind of fear of your partner, that's a deal breaker. That's like walking into the house and there's like, you know, sparking wires and or it's like right next to a some sort of pollution that's pumping right into the backyard or something else like that. You walk right out of there. You do not buy that home. If there's that toxicity of fear, we cannot have that in a relationship. So that's one thing, okay, we need to walk away from. If the way this person fights or the way I fight and the way I feel about myself after a fight in a relationship, if it makes me feel really bad, you know, again, we either really need to work on that or we need to move on and move out of the relationship. In asking you know, one of the, the clients who it was left by her longtime partner, we were talking about why didn't she, you know, because she kind of built the relationship where it was, she was a unit with the kids and her husband was allowed to kind of go do whatever he wanted to do all the time. And that's, again, his place in the family was unclear why he, now he seems to think that even though they're divorcing, they're all the relationships will kind of go on the way they did. I asked her, you know, part of her purposely from the time early in the marriage in the first two, three years, realized he was not pulling his weight. But she was afraid to ask him for more, afraid that he would leave. So instead, she tolerated and built an unbalanced relationship. And that she's sincerely better off with no relationship than an unbalanced one that is, it's it's toxic for her. It made her feel unappreciated for a long period of time. She was investing in not getting anything back. So can the can relationships be fixed? A lot of them can in therapy. If we have two people who are saying, I'm willing to work on this. But what if the chemistry is just not strong? What if there's no problem? The person isn't mean. They're not scary. They're fine. Well, again, where am I at in my life? I shouldn't, you know, buy a house in a neighborhood if I'm just, if I think I want to move to Europe. Don't buy the house then. Go if, if that's on your bucket list, if there's some adventures that you want to have, go do them. Because you will resent the money that you spent on that house. You will feel trapped by it if you if you still have this other dream. So for the girl who broke up with her, you know, really nice boyfriend, if there there's gonna be an opportunity for them, if, if she misses him so much two years from now when she's 27, 28, okay, she can reach out to him. But if he's still single, then maybe there's a chance. But so if she feels like she's settling, if there's more that she needs to explore, she can also say to him, though, hey, I'm not ready for that level of commitment. I want to open up the relationship or I, I want to keep you in my life. I want to do these other things. Sometimes that's harder, though. 
sometimes we need a complete break and it can be drag leading the other person on or dragging them along that's what the the guy said he's like am i leading her on if i am you know he he got her a, she had had a stressful week at work this girl that he's dating where there's you know there's just there's he again he likes her but there's sometimes there's not the spark but he she had a stressful week at work and he bought her a little gift basket to say hey this was a tough week and i asked him did you feel a little bit guilty about giving her something because you're afraid you're leading her on and he said yeah actually i did i was afraid to give her that gift because i'm still i'm still not sure like i couldn't if she said i love you to me right now i couldn't say it back because i don't know and i said i'm so proud of you for pulling the trigger and buying that gift anyway because you were acting like the man you want to be and you're never telling her she is he's been very upfront that he's confused and ambivalent and he's not sure if it's his own commitment issues so i said you're not lying to her you are acting like yourself so never do not withhold and i i think in his case he is afraid of putting it all on the line and having a crash and burn because the end of previous relationships left him feeling so broken so i said just do just act like the man that you want to be every day and be honest and she's already invested she's been pretty honest that she's really into him so she's going to get hurt and i said but if you guys have a 60 year marriage she's going to get hurt you are going to be annoying you are going to do things there is no path forward in romantic life that doesn't have bumps and bruises emotionally but do not withhold care give that person a true shot because if we are we we are not none of us are promised tomorrow so while you are in this moment in this connection give it all you have give that person who's across from you don't manufacture don't lie but give them what you've got and if it doesn't feel if it's not adding up be honest about that i have another client and he is he said i think i've realized i'm probably on the you know he's bisexual but on the spectrum he's like i'm probably 80% into guys and 20% into women but he's dating this woman and she is just such an awesome partner and he's been really honest about with her she knows that there's a part of him that someday may need to explore but right now he cannot imagine a better partner and so they're moving forward with monog with monogamy and what not and so that's all they can do is today at this moment i'm committing i'm with you and this is where i want to be and if things change and if his feelings change it could be painful to her but they're just going to be honest about it so do not throw away something good unless you know that it's not sustainable and you're hurting the other person again it is a relationship it's, it shouldn't be just your choice we could communicate about these things we can listen to the other person's perspective allow them to weigh in and have some input into it but at the end of the day if you don't feel comfortable if you don't feel safe you don't need someone's permission to move on we a great relationship is often not just stumbled into and it's not about how i how do i feel in the first 3 months the first year and a half if those endorphins wear off great relationships are built and they are rebuilt every single day love is a verb when i say i love you to my wife what i mean is i today am choosing to love you i am binding my heart to yours your happiness is my happiness your pain is my pain and i am choosing to love you today with mariska there is no choice i can't help but love her she's just so lovable and sometimes we feel that way and we want it to always feel that way like man i'm just you know i have i'm swept away in that emotion but i don't i don't know that the most sustainable relationships are built of that 
So I hope this didn't just muddy the waters. If you have questions about, hey, should I get in or get out? Remember, email me at daniel.magler at live.com. And if you care about Mariska's Paws, rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Do whatever it takes to get you through this world. Just remember, you are not allowed to die. And now for something completely different. Sometimes there are no words. Sometimes we need love, care, support, and affection. We don't want to explain anything. For young people with mental health issues like anxiety, depression, OCD, autism, therapy is often not enough. Paws for Patrick is an organization dedicated to connecting the love of animals to the people who need it the most. We facilitate that connection by assigning the seekers who contact us a wish granter who listens to their story and their needs and helps them acquire an animal or training or documentation so they can have their emotional support animal, or ESA, in their apartment, dorm, condo, etc. We even have trained therapy dogs and handlers who bring dogs to people who can't have their own. Patrick rarely had the words to express his feelings and his needs, but when he had the love of his dog, Cece, he had the strength to persevere. We want to provide every young person who could benefit that kind of love and support. Please check out our website at pauseforpatrick.org. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a need, reach out. If you want to help become a volunteer, fill out the form on our website. If you can donate, great, but please at least spread the word so we can replace the suffering and silence that many people do with the smiles and security that only the love of an animal can bring.